The very highest form. So let's worship together this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I was telling Dwayne earlier, I said, this morning, you know, we, we have a, a script and, and I can hear people saying, why do you have a script? Can't you be led by the Holy Spirit? Well, you know what? I am led by the Holy Spirit. But you realize something? In Corinthians, Paul told the Corinthian church, you are God's garden. Anybody here ever do any gardening? I, from, from my youth, I have had gardens. I love fresh homegrown veggies and things like that. I love that. And I've had that. But you know something? I always had a script for growing the garden and needed to follow the script if I wanted to get the results I was seeking. All right. How many of you know if you're looking to attain a goal of any kind in your life, you probably need to write down your goal and maybe a script for getting to the goal. That's the best thing to do. Maybe someday we'll do some seminar about that, about reaching out. It'll be called Remember Your Dream. God gave you a dream of vision. Remember the dream. Remember the heavenly vision. Paul said, I wasn't disobedient to the heavenly vision. But Paul, I'm sure he had a script that he wrote out to accomplish that. He knew where he was supposed to be. And it talks about in Acts one time, the Holy Spirit said, don't go there, go here. But otherwise, he was headed a certain way, down a certain road, down a certain map. And do you realize the map for this family, for the body of Christ at large and this family, the map is what? He stated the map. He stated the goal. Matthew 28, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples of all nations, right? And he said it in Mark 16, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Uh, he that believes and baptized shall be saved. He that believes not shall be boom boomed. And these signs will follow those who believe. That's the mission. That's the goal to strive for. And we are doing that. We are heading down that road. But to do that, we need to kind of follow a script. Under the leadership of the Spirit of God, follow a script. And I was telling Dwayne, if we're going to grow this garden the way we should, you know, we need to have a script and do certain things. We plant seeds a certain way, right? If, 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 if I, I enjoy tomatoes, I like Arkansas Traveler tomatoes, and I like beefsteak tomatoes, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll cut them up and, and put a little salt on them, eat them by themselves. I like them that much. Tomato sandwiches were a good thing. Tomato and mayonnaise sandwiches were a good thing when I was growing up. Yes, Tony? Are you just amen? Yeah. She's amen. <laughs> Tomato and mayonnaise sandwiches were the best growing up. So I enjoy that. But you know what? What would happen... If in, you know, instead of getting the tomato, I always set tomato plants out and put wall of waters around them so, so I can grow them early to keep the freeze off of them. But if, if I wanted tomatoes and I went and set cabbage plants out there, what would my results be? I would not get tomatoes. Matter of fact, it would be kind of ugly tomatoes, wouldn't it? <laughs> and oversized and not taste the right way, right? So if I wanted tomatoes and went out and put kernels of corn in the row out there, what would happen? I would get something other than tomatoes. See, so we do, we put forward a script and have a vision. Paul said, I'm not, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. We have that heavenly vision of reaching, going into all the world, making disciples. But you know where you start? Discipleship starts at home, in the home place, doesn't it? We're headed, we're moving that direction. And I was telling Dwayne that the Lord, the Lord changed the script this morning on me. 
I said, why would he do such a thing on me like that? Because he has something. There are different seeds that he's wanting to put in. Some different results wanting to put in. And I can see that. You see, we, we, uh, I was told that it's unusual for a pastor in the area, around up in this area, to give out their personal phone numbers. That you call and make an appointment at the church and things like that. I was told that. Where I'm from, it's open season, okay? <laughs> Everybody has pastor's number. Everybody that has a need of some kind they need to talk about or me or whatever, they're free to call their pastor and his, his co-pastor, his wife. They're one flesh, right? They're free to do that, free to reach out. And, and vice versa, the pastor is free to reach out to each one of the family. So we have this thing going on, this goal that we're reaching out for. We're trying to make disciples of all nations. Hence, uh, at the recent board meeting, we had made a decision, voted, we're going to have Mission Sundays. The fourth Sunday of every month will be a Mission Sunday. And we want to encourage our family to grab hold of the vision to make those disciples uh, not only we have a home missions missionary that we're going to be supporting and then an overseas, the overseas missionary, you've seen him. He was here at men's meeting a few months back. Barry Cunningham and his wife, Kimba. Wonderful, wonderful work. Uh, I was, we were in each other's weddings back in 86 and have known each other that long. And Barry worked in, for my company for a little period of time before he went overseas. So we've known one another. We have a relationship. I know their character. I know that whenever we support them uh, financially and, and materially, it will be used the way it's designated. They are people of integrity. I know that. Mm -hmm. So we're, we've elected we're going to be supporting the Irish outreach. They're in Ireland. And then we're going to have a local home missions. I hope to have Jay Lorette in sometime soon. He said something like the, the latter part of February March maybe coming in to share with the outreach he has to the truckers coming up and down the interstate. Wonderful, wonderful ministry and a wonderful man of God. He came in here one day, made an appointment with me. Uh, he wanted to pray over the fellowship and over the church and all with me. So we sat, we were in the big office for three hours sharing the Lord over this family. And he gave a wonderful word to me from the Lord for, for Dole and I coming into this. So we have all things working together for our good, right? All the things of the Holy Spirit working together for our good. So we've got this, uh, this mission, this garden that we're, we're, we're tending and growing here. We're bringing fruit. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. Amen. You bear much fruit. Where does the fruit come from? Does it come from a fruit machine? It doesn't come from the produce aisle at the, at the, at the, the, the uh, Schnooks <laughs> or Walmart. It doesn't come from there. It comes from a tree, right? A plant, right? Okay. So you're going forth. Your assignment, your vision, your mission is to bear much fruit. And where does the fruit come from? The Bible says your heart is the ground, right? The parable, the heart is the ground. What does the heart receive? The heart <clears throat> receives seeds. The seeds. The seeds, when you act upon those seeds, they start being seeds inside your heart. And they <clears throat> spring up. And Jesus said, this is how the kingdom of God is. 
as if a man should cast seed into the ground and should go and sleep and rise at night and day, go to work and eat and all those different things and, and, and hold the baby, squeeze and tickle the baby and all that sort of thing. And, and, and he should do this night and day and the seed springs up and bears fruit. And he doesn't realize how that happened, but it did. And when the time comes, when the harvest time is ripe, what happens? He puts in and harvests the fruit, right? That's how the kingdom works. That's how we're flowing with things at General Shepherd Fellowship. And you remember, I, I haven't gotten around to talking about all the different places that General Shepherd is going to be. Remember, it was repentance. It was The last was the place of grace. We never got into that. Some things that we've taken a turn. And, and you know, I, I find myself singing, Jesus, take the wheel. Take it from my hands. Because I can't do this on my own. I'm going to let it go. <laughs> no, I'm not going to let it go. I'm going to keep my hands there. But Jesus is taking hold of the hands and guiding. And so that's kind of where we're heading today. If we want to have the fruit, what are we going to be doing? We're going to be putting seed, right? In the spot, in the place that's to bear fruit. That's in our hearts. And this morning... You remember we were revolting. Remember the, the term was a New Year's revolution rather than re, re, resolutions that we're going to break. We're going to do a complete revolution and replace the old with the new. How many can remember it says in Ephesians chapter 4, put on the new man which is created after Christ. Put on the new man. That means we need to do something, right? You and me, will be, we'll, we'll be doing something here, each of us. I've been doing something since, uh, along this line in the kingdom, since May 30th, 1975. And I saw somebody who said, I wasn't even born on that day. <laughs> but, uh, hallelujah, that's okay. I guess that makes me ancient, right? An ancient. I was born in the 20th century. So I have been uh, following planting these seeds, and it wasn't perfect, didn't bear fruit all the time. But just by staying focused that direction, keeping your eyes on Jesus, try not to let things distract your eyes, your vision. Keep it on Jesus. What happens? You bear fruit. You bring in fruit for it. So I was talking about a revolution uh, as a revolution first against unbelief, against sickness, against poverty, against separation of any kind, whether it's between you and your sister or friends or whatever, or you and your pastor, you and your fellow church folk, you and your cousin, whoever, separation or separation of your fellowship with the Lord. Against separation. And then rep, uh, revolt against human good of any type. See, we haven't even got to any of these yet. And revolting against unrighteousness. You know, your Bible says he has made Jesus a sin offering for us so God can make us the righteousness of God in Christ. You're not perfect, but according to the Lord, you're righteous. There's a song we, I remember back from the day in the 20th century. I am covered over with the robe of righteousness that Jesus gives to me, gives to me. I am covered over with the precious blood of Jesus and he lives in me. He lives in me. What a joy it is to know my heavenly Father loves me so and he gives to me my Jesus. When he looks at me, he sees not what I used to be, 
but he sees Jesus. Should have got happy about those words. <laughs> He's looking at you through glasses. We wear sunglasses and tinted, right? Not some pretty dark ones and all that. And that's to protect your eyes. But you know something? His lenses on his glasses, he's looking at you and me, are blood-colored lenses. When he looks at me, he sees not what I used to be, but he sees Jesus. Old things are passed away, remember? New spiritual species, new being, that's you. The old stuff has passed away. It doesn't have the hold on you. It's not you anymore. You realize something? I remember, have you heard anybody say, yep, I'm just a sinner saved by grace? And I always like to say, not! <laughs> or I'll say, then brother, or sir, madam, brother, sister, you need to get saved then. Because you are not a sinner. You're covered over by the blood. You have been declared the righteousness of God in Christ. Well, I'm not perfect. Well, I know that. You know, if I point at you, think about that. If I point at you, Jim, and say, you're not perfect. And he, probably, he might say amen. But you know what? He could also say, look at your hand, buddy. There's three fingers pointing back at you. Isn't that true? <laughs> we don't have the right to point. That's why Jesus said, don't judge people. Let him be the judge. You just be the righteousness of God. You, you're probably not perfect. Maybe, it may be in your life, you haven't grown to a point in the word of God and, and through Jesus and spiritually that you're far from perfect in your, in your actions, in your daily life, far from it. But you know what? I had to come to the realization, he loves me. And when he loved me this much, it's beyond anything I could say or do or anything. It, it's, he's got me, he's got you He's got me covered. I'm not encouraging you to go out and go crazy and, and commit sins. I absolutely am not doing that because the Bible says, these things I write to you that you sin not. Right. Okay. And it also says, whoever, whatever you yield yourselves to, you become the slave of. Ooh. Ooh, I felt some toes throbbing on the... <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I felt some toes throbbing on the, the, the live streamers. I'll just call you live streamers. Our live streaming guests. I felt some toes throbbing on that. I wasn't intending, but you know what? We'll just lay hands on you and get them toes healed, okay? <laughs> you see, the Word of God is good for doctrine, for reproof. It's not all roses. It's not all banana bread and roses, Okay? There's times if you're if you're hearing the word of God, He will reprove you, which means buck it up, son. Straighten out. Fly straight, boy. Live right, girl. There are times that He'll be saying that to you through His Word, but He's not being mean. He's not being mean. I love that song. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. <laughs> He's not being mean. He's merciful. His mercy endures forever. He loves you. He loves us. He is proclaimed. See, he says things. It says in the Bible, he calls things that be not as if they already were. That's faith. He's a faith God. 
Right. And he can he, he calls you and me the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. What what if we're not just just absolutely not perfect yet? What do we do? The Bible talks about getting sanctified. Sanctified means set apart for God's purposes. Father God, you know, I one time uh, a, a fellow, I heard a fellow talking about well, how the Lord dealt with him. He he became convicted that he was destroying God's temple by puffing on them them cancer sticks. And the Lord said, "Here's what I want you to do." He said, "God, what do I do? I don't want to do this anymore, but it's got a hold of me. I can't go for more than." Four hours without lighting one up and puffing on it. What do I do, Lord? And he said, here's what the Lord said for me to do. He said, when you light that up and put it to your mouth, before you stick it in your lips, say, Jesus, I'm doing this for your glory. Think about that. God, I'm doing this for your praise. And Jesus, I'm doing this for your glory. And you know what he said? He said, I, I took a puff on that thing and started coughing and got about half sick. And he said, I never did it again. I could not look him in the eye and say, I'm doing this for your glory. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm not condemning you if, if something like that has got a hold of you because I cannot preach to you with absolute conviction and say, you're going to hell if you light a cigarette. I can't do that. I can't preach to you and tell you if you take a sip of alcoholic beverage, you're going, I can't do that. Because it doesn't say that in the Bible. It says that if you're doing those kind of things, you're a dummy. You're a meathead. <laughs> Remember that word from last week? Yeah. You've gotten carnal. You're letting the flesh control. Okay? You're being a meathead. So what do you do? Anything like that? Go before the Lord and say, Jesus, I'm doing this for your glory. See how long it lasts. See how many times you can keep doing it. I don't know why that, that was no charge, okay? That, that part, I don't know what, where that came from, but it was no charge, okay? It's to be a help. It's to be discipling. Help you in your spiritual race, this race that he has us run. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. By the way, Wednesday evenings, we're, we're transitioning to something called Family Night, and we're going to have a ladies' group. I, I'm supposed to go in and paint that room for the ladies in there soon, maybe this week. Have a ladies' night. And then have, the men will get together. I'm going to call it the Wild Man Warrior Project, WWP. Some of you like to watch WWE, don't you? Well, you have to come and be part of WWP, the Wild Man Warrior Project. We're going to talk about God's design for men, how that he, he drafts them. They're in his army. The leader of, I have a series on Wednesday night we started a while back called The Leader of the Pack. And the man was designed and anointed by the Lord to step in and lead the household. And in Vietnam, they had a fellow that would be pointed to by the lead, by the sergeant of the platoon, say, you're it. And he was the point man. The point man was the leader of the platoon going down that patrol. The point man was the one who took first fire, the first shots. The point man was responsible for leading the troops behind him past danger or out of danger. And leading him into victory in that skirmish. So when we're heading our household up, we are the point man of the household. So we were talking about that. And then the Lord, uh, the Lord through Dola says, listen, the ladies that come Wednesday night, they don't want to be preached to like a man. 
you need to find something that you can include everybody. So we kind of uh, turned the steering wheel over to a little bit different, and we're talking about the plan of God, the will of God for your life. How to do that, how to determine, how to know the will of God for your life. Because so many come up to us and ask that question, how, how do I know what God wants me to do? How do I know where I'm supposed to go or what I'm supposed to be doing or, or what job I'm supposed to have or, or who I'm supposed to marry and that kind of things? There are ways to know that. They're all contained within here. Internalize this, and there won't be so much problem knowing that. So we're talking about that on Wednesday evening right now, but we're going to veer off into the men, the Wild Man Warrior Project. And then, of course, the kids' world has. They've had 10, 12, 6, sometimes more kids on Wednesday than they've had here Sunday. Hallelujah. And having a good time. Dola's been training folks in that. Good time in there. And then, of course, we've, we've had Cecil and Tanya handling youth for how many years now? 18, is it 18 years? Somewhere, somewhere up there in years. Handling youth and doing a great job with it. And the youth are being built up and edified. And we want to start believing God for their, them to increase and make greater disciples of those youth and increase the number. Touch other kids. Amen. Amen. And we want to get it. We want to get it so that everybody is said, hey, hey. We got to go to church tonight. There's some good stuff going on there. We got to go. The youth. Oh, we have such a great time together at youth uh, at Powerhouse. Have such a great time. We got to get there tonight. Hey, Billy, why don't you come with me tonight? Susie, why don't you come with me tonight? And then the little the little guys. Mom, Dad, Mommy, Daddy. We got to go to church. We're doing, we're doing hearts this morning. It's Valentine's, and they're making special hearts for you. we got to go to church today. We want that to be the case, the thinking of the community around with the kids. Now, that's where we're aiming. That's where we're headed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Getting off, off the script this morning, I want us to do something. Remember, we were talking about bearing much fruit talking about a revolution against the ordinary remember what the ordinary was the sarkikos remember what the how do you translate that today Archie Bunker used to say it all the time on his show meathead <laughs> we don't want to be a meathead that's a carnal person that thinks with their flesh their body all the time we want to grow up and become pneumaticots a thing who follows, not a thing, a person, a Christian who is led and influenced by the Holy Spirit and through their own spirit lives a spiritual life and has an impact for God in the kingdom and in the world around. That's what we're aiming for, amen? Yeah. Amen. So bearing fruit and growing up into that, what do we got to do? We got to internalize what's in here. We have to bring that inside of us, make it a part of us. Uh, in, in music... Tanya and Betty, you musicians would know about this. Uh, it is said this way. If you want to get truly masterful, you want to be a true professional at your instrument or even singing or anything, you need 10,000 hours of perfect practice. Now, how many days would that be? Anybody got a calculator in your brain? How many years of continual perfect practice would it take to become a master at that thing? So what do we do? How many, how many hours do we have of life on this earth? 
Many folks are living up into their 80s now. I'm planning over 100 myself, because so, the Bible talks about that in Genesis. So how many hours do we have? We have plenty of hours that we can be perfect practicers, learning, internalizing this word, writing it, uh, as Jeff and Matt would say, putting it on your hard drive, putting it in your RAM and your ROM, your memory in there, getting it so that you don't have to even think about it. It's there. It's, how, it's what happens. It's, it's how you roll. That's what we got to do. We've got to get this on the inside. King David, you remember he was called a man after God's own heart? I don't particularly remember him carrying a copy of his Bible out to the sheepfold or shepherd. But he was out there, but he had his, his guitar, he had his instrument, and he would begin to sing and to praise and, and to fellowship with the Lord, with Yahweh, Yahweh. Yahweh is actually where I believe you would say it in Hebrew. Yahweh. He would begin to do that, begin to sing and praise, and what would happen? Uh, God inhabits the praises of his people, right? The presence of the Lord is there. And you know what would happen? I believe that God, he was internalizing the Lord. And you get around the Lord, how does God speak? What's his language? His language is written right here. This is the language book of heaven for you and I. This is how we speak God. That's the language, God. Amen. We get that word inside of us and put that word inside of us. And how do we do that? Well, you know, folks back in the past, they didn't go to school. They didn't have elementary K through 12. Like we've, we've, we've made life so perfect now with all these things. We, we've set the script up for people can grow up and they're educated and they can do things in their life with their knowledge and all that. They didn't do that. They didn't have, they didn't learn their ABCs and one, two, threes. So he's out there. I believe the Spirit of the Lord imprinted upon him language. Imprinted upon him the arithmetic of heaven. And I believe that's how he put the Psalms. You can, we can go through, do a seminar on the Psalms one of these days. Wonderful, interesting things in these Psalms that we could learn that apply to us today. They're directly from heaven. So David was up there internalizing Yahweh and getting that inside of him. And he wrote these wonderful things of worship. My favorite psalm is number 63. Uh, when, I, when I return from the journey, the episode up yonder, and was here, I opened my word, and there it was. It says, O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My flesh longeth for thee. My soul longs for you to see you in the sanctuary. To hear your voice in the morning, O oh Lord. And it goes on like that. And he says, the king shall rejoice in the Lord. How many of you know your Bible says he's made us kings and priests? We're king's kids, right? Yeah. But a king's kid is destined for what? A king's kid is destined to be king, right? Or queen. <laughs> to rule and reign. And so uh, I, that became my favorite song. And the end of it, I, the king, shall rejoice in my God. Oh, glory to God. Woo! Glory to God. Why did, that's no charge for that. That's a little side trip. No charge. Amen. <laughs> We've got to get this planted and written on our hard drive and in our, in our cache and in our RAM and our ROM. Amen. We've got to get it in there. Even get the CD player, get the CD-ROMs in there to love some additional stuff, don't we, Jack? <laughs> so I want us to do this. The chief way is today we can read. I got off on that because talking about... We've got school, we learn to read. In that day, they didn't necessarily do that. 
They had to listen. That's why it was so important to come to church then and listen because that's how they got the Word of God. They would read the Word. And we have to get this inside of us and so we can read it. But you know how David and them did it? They, they got it planted in their mind and they would say it out loud. Out loud. To, even today, the, or, or, the practicing Orthodox Jewish, the young boys, they have to learn the entire Bible by heart of their Bible, which is the Torah and all that. They have to learn it by heart by age 12 for Bar Mitzvah. Anybody care to take that challenge on? How many pages have we got? How many words have we got? How many chapters and verses have we got in this? Think about memorizing it front to back. That's what they had to do. They had to plant that inside. But you know what? They didn't have him living inside. He was there with, but not in. And you know that you understand? That's what he was dealing with when in Ezekiel he said, They'll be my God and I'll be their people. I'll live in them and walk in them. He couldn't do it. He didn't have the right until someone said, I love you this much and died. He didn't have the right to do that. So David, they lived in a different uh, a setup. In, in the worship, they would write, enter his gates, come from outside and go into a place and farther into the place and let the priest come out and connect you to God. Today, you're connected. You have high-speed connection. That's what the Lord was telling me. I got off telling you that story. And I was telling you that story and got all the way over here in the Word. We're at the Word right now. You thought I forgot about that, did you? We're all the way in the Word now. We, they would memorize the Word and then they would say it out loud. Why is that? Because the kingdom of God is planting seeds in the ground in the heart. And the best planter of seed in your heart is yourself. Psychologists have done research. They said you will believe yourself above anyone else on this earth. You believe what you say. That's why your self-talk is so important. What you confess out loud to yourself is so important. And so we need, the Bible talks about it in the book of James chapter 3. The tongue is an unruly fire. And it sets on fire the circle of life. Well, we're the first ones that gets the flu every year. We better go get that shot. And what happens? They get the shot and they're still the first one, right? They set on fire the circle of their life with their words, haven't they? And somewhere or another, they, 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 the words they spoke told their inner man to go find some flu blood somewhere and get it and put it inside them, right? That's what happened. And so they're the first one. So what do we need to do? We need to take control of that apparatus in us. And how do we do that? We begin internalizing this and begin saying this. Uh, you can remember in Hebrews, I believe chapter 10, let's hold fast the confession of our faith. What is faith? The substance of things hoped for. But what is it in reality? It's complete, absolute trust. Okay, you had your, you had your, 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 in the Koine Greek, four different meanings for a word, and one of the words was pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S, and that means the body of what you believe, what all you're believing inside of you. That's your faith. So what are we doing here? We're going to increase our faith. The disciples said increase our faith, didn't they? Didn't they? Increase our faith. We're going to increase our faith how? Faith cometh by... Hearing, hearing by the word of 
God, the word of God means their spoken word of God. Hearing the spoken word of God. So this morning, in, in closing, we're ready to, to close the service here. Uh, I had in your bulletin, would you get your bulletin? The loaves and fishes is what it says, loaves and fishes on here, but loaves and fishes. It does? We, yeah, it does. It says loves and fishes, L-O-V-E-S, loves and fishes. Get your loves and fishes out. <laughs> For February 21. That's for February. That's for February 21. That's where my thought was. Okay. That's okay. We love, right? <laughs> we love him because he first loved us, right? We're commanded to love, right? And we're, but we're not fish. We go get fish, right? I love it. <laughs> so, I want us to do this right now. Would you do this with me? Join me. Counting my blessings. Each of these are things that are directly from Scripture. I want you to say these, read these out loud with me. Number one, I am blessed to be created in the image of my God. That's Bible. Remember? That's Bible, Genesis chapter 2. I'm blessed to be created in the image of my God. Number two, I am blessed to have dominion over my world. One more time. I am blessed to have dominion over my world. That's Bible, Genesis 2. Chapter number 3. I'm blessed to have more than enough always. One more time. I am blessed to have more than enough always. That's Genesis chapter 12. God said, I'm El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. Genesis chapter 12. And number 4. I am blessed to be fruitful and always increasing. That's Bible, Genesis chapter 2. Be, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. I am blessed to be fruitful and always increasing. Number five, I am blessed to be loved and favored by the Lord. Why do I say that? Because he said, Genesis 2, be blessed. Number six, I am blessed to be saved, delivered, and healed by the Lord Jesus Christ. That's Bible through and through. You understand that, right? That's what the word saved means. Every area, Jesus fixed it. Glory to God. And he paid it all. <laughs> Number seven, above all, I am blessed by the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. You've been blessed. It's past tense. It's already happened. Just accept it. Just have faith, trust, believe, receive it, grab hold of it, embrace it, and speak it. Hold fast the confession. The, the last note I put was let's hold fast to the confession of our faith about and shout this out loud every day. Now, who's going to do that? Would you take your, your, your loves and fishes home with you? Hang, uh, cut that out and hang it on the fridge. And as you come in for breakfast, shout it out loud. I'm blessed to be created in the image of my God. Hallelujah. I'm blessed to have dominion over my world. Do that every day. And watch what happens. Watch the seeds that spring up and take over. Amen? Thank you for that one week. Amen. Amen? <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God.
I want us to live, it says, the just shall live by faith. The justified, the righteous, God justified, made you righteous, shall live by faith. I want us to lean that direction, to move that way, to follow that map for our lives, to live by faith in Him. Amen. Glory to God. Father God, I'm thanking you and praising you this day and this morning. It's the day you've made. We will rejoice in the victory you have provided us. Father God, I'm thanking you for the word that does what you purpose it to do. You'll bring forth much fruit through your family, through the hearts of those who receive this word today, that we'll hear about good reports of this fruit from around the world, and even here in the local family here. We'll hear the good reports that, you're, that they'll bring glory to your name because they're bearing much fruit. I'm thanking you for that, praising you for that, blessing you for that. And we receive and accept that as your truth, as our reality. In that name of everybody, everybody said, Amen. 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 Now I want you to do this. I want to bless you, receive this blessing. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord give you his, his, uh, give you his shalom. Shalom. Hallelujah. And give you his peace. Uh, be blessed. Be blessed indeed. Enlarge the territory. And keep from evil that it may not grieve you to cause pain in others. The love of God. The grace of the Lord Jesus the friendship of the Holy Spirit be with each one of you. Be filled. Keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Receive that as yours today. Those of you live streaming, receive that as yours today. And we want to hear the good reports. You, you can come back online to www.gentleshepherdfellowship.com or .org, right? Or. .org. And, and leave a good report on the website for us in the contact section there. Amen. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. We'll go with the Lord and be blessed and fruitful and increasing today. Be lifted up high with the Lord Jesus. Amen. Praise you, Jesus.